Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor Study. Today we're going to talk about addiction. For me, the most addictive food on the planet are peanut M&Ms. If I have these in my house, I mean, they don't last at all. So I've learned I just can't buy these because I, I, I can't resist this. Mm -hmm. Something even more addictive than M&Ms to me is this thing, my iPhone. I spend way too, I seriously pray regularly, Lord, help me be balanced and not spend mm. too much time on the internet. Some of you have a food addiction. Some of you might have a media addiction. You might have a drug addiction. You might have an alcohol addiction. How do we as Christians overcome these addictions? Well, I thought we'd bring in an expert today, and I want to introduce you, Dr. Tim Walsh. Hi, Tim. Hey. And how are you? Good to see you. Real good. Good to see you. Yeah, and good to see you. Tim is a doctor of... Uh, public administration. Public administration, and he is on the um, board, no, no, he, he works for Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, helping people come off of all kinds of addictions. And you probably heard, is that all over the country now? It is, it and is. it's also global. It is. Yeah, we, over, we have over a thousand ministries across the whole globe. So maybe you, you yourself or you know someone who had a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction, they went through a teen challenge, or now it's for adults too, adult challenge. It's a wonderful Christ-centered ministry. So we're going to get into the topic today of how do I stop watching my iPhone so much, eating M&Ms, uh, drinking too much, uh, uh, cocaine, whatever your addiction is. And before we get into it, Tim, just, I always like to ask our guests, how did you come to know Christ? Yeah, so I, I grew up Catholic, and that's good training, mm -hmm. and I respect that training, but I came to a period in my life as a young adult uh, where my life was going exactly in the wrong direction. Um, when I used drugs and alcohol, it was always success. As I tell my clients, I have at least four instances where I almost killed myself when I was using uh, drugs and alcohol. Purposely? And Purposely? No, okay. no, no, no. It just did ac accidental. Okay. Uh, being in situations where I should have died okay. uh, by overuse, uh, toxic use, poisonous use of drugs and alcohol. And also other things in my life were not going well and not according to plan. I got down on my knees, didn't know the sinner's prayer, uh, but I think I said it anyway. I said, Lord, I've screwed up my life. My life is yours and do with me as you will. And that was basically my, my prayer. And then the next Monday, I was not a very likely person to invite to a Bible study, uh, but the next Monday I was invited by four students, uh, four other students uh, to a Bible study. <laughs> and that's when I truly committed my life to Christ. Great, mm -hmm. so you were about how old? At that 17. Time? Wonderful, yeah. mm -hmm. okay. And now you're full-time helping people get away from addictions. I am. You know, one of the bigger addictions, I don't think we mentioned, is the pornography addiction. Yeah, that's good. So let's get into this. Um, let's say someone is watching the show, and they're a Christian, they're a believer, mm -hmm. but they still fall with alcohol or drugs or pornography. What 
are the most important steps or just how do we get over this? What would you say? Right. We, we do follow after the AANA tradition, which is based on the Oxford group, uh, which was a Christian group, and it has Christian principles, biblical principles in it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think the first step is that admission, that admission uh, that we are powerless over the addiction. That we're not powerless. We're powerless over the addiction. In other words, that addiction has taken control over our lives to the point where uh, our willpower is actually not helping us uh, in those moments when we're tempted, when we have cravings, when we have urges. So I, that's the first step is that admission that we have a problem. All right. And then, of course, what comes after that is the submission. Uh, we have a submission or a surrender and acceptance. We have a surrender and acceptance uh, to God. Uh, and, and God and everything that he teaches about how we go about managing things like uh, our addictions. So that's, those are the first two steps. All right, so say. how do you do that? I mean, do you go to a person for, to, to confess your sins, or what do you do? Right. Uh, so what, what I was going to do actually during this whole uh, interview, uh, Tom, is, is I was going to take these action verbs from the Bible, and then what I was going to do is marry them to the uh, research on psychology. I'm also a licensed psychologist. Okay. And so I was going to marry those two things together. And okay. so uh, when it talks about uh, that verse that says, uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? People don't back up to what it says before that. It says, submit yourselves to God. We have to do that first. Exactly. Yep. And, but let's talk specifically what that means, both psychologically and also spiritually. Okay. What it means is submission. Whatever our agenda is, whatever our needs are, whatever what we will to do has to be in submission to God's mission. In other words, what He wants for us in that moment. And so that's the submission piece. Not my will, but Thy will. And so then, of course, you got to talk about how to do that. How do you do I mean, I think the problem is for a Christian, we have the Holy Spirit. Yes. We have the power over all this mm -hmm. stuff, and we still can submit to sin rather right. than the Holy Spirit. And do people come out of uh, Minnesota Teen Challenge, Adult Challenge, do they normally relapse or not? Do you, uh, what, what, do you th what do you think? The well, so in general, people coming out of any treatment, do they normally relapse? Actually, the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Relapse and, doesn't mean you go back full-fledged. No, that is what relapse means. You, oh, go full, you go full-blown You full into that. A lapse is you may use once, but then you go back to full-term sobriety after okay. that. So we call that a lapse. Okay. But relapse is when you go full-blown back into oh. your uh, addiction. Do you think most people go back? Uh, Actually, the research is that most people go back. Now, that's not true of people who complete all of our programs at uh, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, we have an 80% success rate. Really? But 13% of that success are people who lapse once but then return to uh, stable uh, sobriety. Once, I mean, I, I preached uh, months ago at the Salvation Army that does a similar thing that you guys do. They do. And one guy came up and he said, you know, I'm, I'm about to get out of here after, what, eight months he'd been, but I'm afraid I'm going to fall. Yeah. And I just urged him to get a prayer partner, be in church every week, have an accountability yeah. partner. What do you guys recommend for people who are about to leave your program? So, so very similar, but let me take the psychological principle here of, yeah. po of powerlessness. And, and of course, Jesus said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, if that's true, and we know it's true, then you have to plan for powerlessness. And planning for powerlessness means that you don't rely on your own willpower to withstand your addiction. You actually plan ahead and you structure your life in such a way where you eliminate risky people, risky situations, risky behaviors, risky emotions. You actually have to plan ahead 
because at, at that moment you're feeling great. I can withstand that. I'm in a hotel room and I can withstand the pornography that's going to be on, on the station. No, uh, you, don't, you, don't, you plan ahead. You actually put the parental controls on that ahead of time. Same yeah. thing with chemical addiction. Yeah. You have to plan for the fact that you are still susceptible to risky people, risky situations, risky behaviors, risky emotions. Yes. And because of that, and, and, yeah, and so you got to do what you're saying. One way to do that is to have an accountability partner. That's right. And if you know you're going to be out of town at a hotel at yes. 8 o'clock three days from now, you call your accountability partner says, can I call you at 8 o'clock? That's on right. that night. And you know, I'll tell you just the other thing, the whole thing called Covenant Eyes, do you know about this? Uh, yeah. You put it on your computer, you put it on your iPhone, I've got it on mine to keep me from a weak moment to go in where I shouldn't. That's right. And when you pay them like 12 bucks a month, but it, it gets the porn off, it, it's, it's a wonderful, it's called Covenant Eyes. Yes. All right, so you pl you, let's say you know you might be vulnerable, some weakness is coming up. Yes. Other than an accountability partner, is there, is there any other strategy on what to do when you're weak? Uh, well, yeah, and so go further than that. We need uh, a group that we belong to where we can also be honest. We need to be part of a redemptive community where we can literally confess our sins to one another. And if we're not able to be that transparent about what we're struggling with, we need to find a new community. So we need, we need support uh, as well, so we build that in. And then we say further, you have to make, of course, become part of a faith community. You have to become a part of a Christian community so that they can build you up over time. Okay. And then also, though, you need to structure your day and live actually the way we teach at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. You have to structure your day in the same way that we structure our day at Teen Challenge. You know, praise, worship, gratitude, service, uh, uh, work, you know, followed by, yes, leisure and recreation, but with other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you actually have to live a new way of life. It's called a spiritual program in, AA, in NA for a reason. You have to. You have to maintain a new disciplined way of life. So what kind of groups do you get them into after they leave your, your thing? Right. So one, one example is Celebrate Recovery. There, there yeah. are some Christian AA and NA, but oftentimes people don't find it there. Okay. And so we then recommend groups like Celebrate Recovery that are Christian uh -huh. uh, recovery groups. And then you can be that, you can be that transparent and honest. In is those it groups. okay for a Christian to go to AA? Is there a problem with that? Uh, I think they can. I think, I think the principles are spiritual principles, uh -huh. and they are biblical principles in AA and okay. NA. But then, of course, you have to resist you know, if it's gone in a different direction. Uh, where you're not free to talk about your faith, you're not free to talk yeah. about how your faith is real to you every single day, that's going to be a tough environment. All right, so I mean, this show goes out all over the country, but we're in Minneapolis. Are there many Celebrate Recovery groups in the Twin Cities? There are, yeah. Oh, you just you, you type it in, there's, they're, they're everywhere. And actually what we try to do is to advertise where you can find these Celebrate good. Recoveries. And, and, and when people are going through our programs, we have them find uh, celebrate recovery, attend it, and find one that they like so that they're committed to it even before they leave our program. Okay. And then committed to it for the rest of their life or what? Well, you know, people have different pathways in recovery, mm -hmm. and, and I don't want to speak for all people okay. in recovery. Okay. Uh, but I would say that all of us need an accountability group. It doesn't have to be Celebrate Recovery. All of us need an accountability group. All of us need accountability partners or friends yes. that we can be that honest with. All right. And then we need to be part of a redemptive community, if period. So, if somebody is a Christian, they're fighting the good fight, and then boom, they fall with booze, uh, uh, drugs, uh, pornography, whatever. What do they do at that point after they've fallen? Yeah, so uh, 
on, this, on the psychology side or the addiction side of this, uh, the addictive cycle usually is followed after you then engage in that lapse. Uh -huh. You then engage in self-recrimination, guilt, shame. You start beating yourself up emotionally because you're punishing yourself for what you just did. Uh -huh. And then you have regret. Uh -huh. um, I just had a mentor uh, who said to me that actually spiritual maturity uh, is how much time it takes you to get from being convicted and having remorse to then to that constructive sorrow of then acting on that without beating yourself up with guilt and shame. I thought that was excellent. Okay. And so I think that my advice yes. is so that a lapse doesn't become a full-blown relapse, you must get help immediately. You must seek that support immediately. And then uh, you, and it's, it's that call of a friend thing. Uh, if it's, it's, if it's full-blown and, and you are at risk of, of losing the control of your life, uh, everything that's precious to you, you need to get an assessment, and then that assessment will tell you what kind of treatment or care that you How need. How do they get an assessment? Yeah, you can go to anyone uh, in the state of Minnesota and actually across the country, anyone who's licensed as in alcohol and drug treatment. At, at hospitals or something? Hospitals or? do too. Okay. Hospitals do too. VAs okay. do. Okay. Uh, uh, clinics do. There's a lot of folks okay. who provide that assessment. All right. You get that assessment. That assessment tells you what kind of treatment you need, and then you follow the recommendations of that assessment. Okay, good. This has been good. Any other thoughts on helps in overcoming addiction? Any other hints, uh, ideas for people that are struggling? Uh, there's no, there's, there's a lot that we could go into, yeah. but one thing that I'm finding uh, really helpful is, is we got to start off with a, a realistic understanding of our nature. And I think we're all prone to addiction and we're all prone to sin patterns, aren't yep. we? Oh, and original sin. It, it is. We're born with it. It, yeah. it is. And so I think Christians can be psychologically real uh, and look at the fact that we always have that present. And therefore, we have to practice the spiritual side, the spiritual side of what the Bible actually tells us to do to combat okay. on a daily basis this fleshly side of who we are. I mean... Am I weird or I, I battle evil thoughts regularly? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm, I've been a believer for a long time. Yeah. And I, I, my opinion is you don't get rid of this battle till you die. Yeah. Then you're free from it. Do you think that's true? I think that's exactly right. And, and I think that it's a daily battle. And, and so what I'm saying and my advice is a daily way of life. Mm -hmm. And so what we teach at Minnesota Dalton Teen Challenge is the way of Christ, which is everything he said... You, to, uh, to have you do, do it. Do the word. Be an effectual doer of the word. Mm -hmm. So I, I start the day, let's use me as an example, I start the day with an attitude of gratitude. I then, I then move into praise. I move into prayer. Mm -hmm. um, uh, then, you know, a person may do their devotional at that, that time of day, but then when you go to work, you stay continuously in prayer, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the day. And then you do thanksgiving and appreciation throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then you also give to other people and you practice love and forgiveness during the day. So it's a way of life and you have to do it every day. But what does the Bible say about the flesh? You have to mortify it, crucify kill it, it, kill it. Kill it. Yeah, 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 you got to crucify it yeah. every yeah. single day. Yeah. yeah. Because I it's mean, there every day. The, that's what, you know, Martin Luther said, the daily significance of baptism. All right, I was baptized years ago. The mm -hmm. daily significance of baptism is I daily drown yes. the old Adam that we got from Adam and Eve. I daily drown, the, and I daily come forth a new creature in Christ. So the baptism, even though it happened years ago, it, every day it means I got to put my old flesh to death that's and right. come forth a new creature. All right, so you... Uh, um, so somebody goes through your program, mm -hmm. 
takes how many months? Uh, so our license program could be anywhere from 30 to 90 days, but then they go on to our long-term program, and that could be anywhere from one to two years. Okay. And these folks, these are folks whose life have been utterly devastated okay. by their addiction right. and mental health issues. How do people, let's say somebody's watching this, and you, uh, would somebody go into Minnesota Teen Challenge for a pornography addiction? They, they don't, uh, it's more drugs No, than no, but okay. you'll see most people have more than one addiction. Okay. Uh, most of our folks that are there have polysubstance abuse, which means they have more than one drug addiction and they are opportunistic. They use the drugs that are available to them. Gotcha. And, and so they move from one addiction to the next. And, and, but, but sexual addiction is almost always part of the mix. Gambling addiction is almost always part of the mix. Oh, it is. Okay. So yeah, and one addiction leads to another. So, so. so the key, if I'm hearing you right, once you leave the program, you gotta get into a group yes. and or get an accountability partner. I'd say and. Okay, and, and, and get the accountability. Yeah, and, and be part of a, a okay. redempt, a Christian community, a church that where you can actually be honest about yep. your recovery and your people are there. What do you think about this? I knew a man named John, mm -hmm. comes to Christ, rip-roaring alcohol problem, gets on his knees in his closet, accepts Christ, and the addiction broke. Yeah. And he, he I mean, he, he doesn't get tempted even. Yeah. But then another guy, Christian guy by the name of Bob, sober for like 25 years but he said tom i know i have to go to my group every friday or i'm going to fall yeah so there are some people that kind of i mean is that have you heard those kinds of that? i've heard those stories yeah. but when i've asked my clients and i've asked now thousands of them uh -huh. uh, is does that describe your experience and they say no yeah. that i may have been given deliverance yes from one addiction but i still had to deal with my other issues yeah. and my other addictions okay. so yes yes to one thing but not to everything <laughs> yeah all right you, when you and i talked on the phone uh before the show uh you've talked about you talked to me that how do you transform a mind that's been polluted and you talked about just how do you ref how do you transform your mind and what were you going to say on that do you remember this uh well i i, I so first how do you renew your mind renew your mind first of all the bible's notion of the mind is greater than just our conscious intellect okay. it's it's our will it's our emotions it's our feelings it's conscious it's unconscious it's all of our mind okay. right and so um, I actually believe that these spiritual practices that, that we learn through the Bible and in a redemptive community uh, teach us those things that are going to get at the depth of our core issues. If we have issues of shame and trauma and loss and grief, mm -hmm. that our spiritual practices on a daily ba basis actually heal at that deepest core level. I think that's what transformation okay. is. Okay. Okay. What? What is, is that? Is that any? Is that any really close sounds, to you? Sounds good okay. to me. I know. You're, I know. I knew the one. You're one that asks the questions, but uh, but I, that's the no, way I, I think. Yeah. If I had the answers to this, I wouldn't have you here. All right. So Very good. then the the other. Let's get specific. Yeah. Uh, let's do food addiction, drug addiction, uh, good. pornography. Good. <clears throat> Somebody watching this show just can't stop eating peanut M and M's. Right. I mean, they and but their problem is serious and they're quite over. Is there a group for people with food? Uh, what, what do you recommend for yeah, food Yeah, there's overeaters. <coughs> or Overeaters Anonymous. Yeah, over, there's overeaters, but there's also groups that, that talk about uh, 
Um, also healthy, you know, healthy Weight diet, watchers. Weight Watchers okay. too, but it, Overeaters gets to the addiction part of that. Okay. Um, but just, you know, one, one uh, not that this is going to do it for everybody, mm -hmm. but one of the things that people learn how to do to substitute with a sugar, fat, or salt uh, addiction, which we almost all have, <laughs> uh, what they do is they learn a different skill set about retraining their taste buds to savor instead, and they go to savory foods, oh. not fatty, mm. sugary, and salty. Okay. And so you have to train over time to savor, and by the way, that's a spiritual principle too, is to savor you know, the, like for instance, the fruit of the spirit. You savor okay. that fruit of the spirit, okay. like dessert. Uh -huh. That is the dessert, uh -huh. right? You savor it. You live in it. You okay. you you drink it in, right? Okay. So that's one thing. All right. And I have one more idea, yeah. but go, yeah. No, you oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. So one other idea, which I think is really powerful, is uh, when you're dealing with a a habit that is self-destructive you actually anticipate what is the pain, the suffering, and the consequence of that, and then you bring some of that forward. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So I'm now, I'll give you a recent, I'm looking at a bear claw, which is over 1,000 calories here, and I'm looking at a savory treat that's maybe two to 300 calories over here. I know I'm gonna buy something uh, sweet, right? Okay, yeah. I start imagining the sickening sweetness of that bear claw in my mouth over time. I start imagining in actually uh, an experience that it's going to be a gut bomb if I eat the whole thing. And then I start imagining that if I eat that whole thing, I'm going to actually experience some guilt about that. Uh, and so I bring the pain forward. I bring the pain forward and start experiencing it now. And, and by doing that, then I go right. to the two to three hundred okay. uh, calories. You could do that with drugs, alcohol, everything, couldn't you? You can. Think about the last time you fell and how miserable you felt. That's right. All right, let's move to. Um, uh, drugs and alcohol. Specifically, there are lots of groups for that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about pornography? Yeah. So, so same thing. There's, there's sexual addiction groups that you can belong to, uh, right? And you're going to want to make sure that that's a confidential group, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, but there's the groups that you can, can belong to, and I think those are very helpful. But again, you've got to find a community that knows people struggle with that and actually uh, is restorative and grace-oriented in the way they deal with that. And you know? again, it's called Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery. And they're all over the country. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And so don't, don't think that uh, you don't need that if you need that. Yeah. I mean, part of this is humbling ourselves and realizing, I got a problem and I'm not going to hide this anymore. I need help. That's right. And Because and if you keep it in the dark and try to do it by yourself, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Yes. And, and uh, good. All right. Well, you know, um, we've got about four minutes left here, but uh, we're going to put on the screen, if you have a struggle with uh, specifically drugs or alcohol, we're going to put on the screen now, I think, aren't we? The, um, uh, the teen ch Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, you go to mntc.org, mm -hmm. but they're all over the country. There's teen challenges across the country. They're a little different than Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge, but there are teen challenges across, and they're okay. all faith-based. They're okay. all Christ-centered, uh -huh. Christ-centered, yeah. uh, biblically-based, and Holy Spirit-powered is, is our motto, and they're, they're all that. Good. They're all that, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, can you inherit an addiction? Yeah, there's, there's a, so we have here in uh, Minnesota, the Minnesota Twin Study, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And we find out that there's a, a pretty large genetic load uh, to addictions, just like there is with serious mental illnesses. Okay. Uh, however, 
The, however, those genetics don't necessarily have to be activated, but they clearly play a part. Okay. But, but we think it's we think it's also psychological, biological, right. you know, situational. Well, we all it's all that. We, yeah. we all inherit sin if you believe in Romans yeah. five that Adam yeah. passed his rebellion to each one of us. What what about this? Um, with all your work with Teen Challenge, do you ever see is any of this related to demonic possession? Yes. Yes. Do you ever have deliverance ministry at Teen Challenge? Yeah, so what, what we do is, first of all, the discernment process is we take a look at is there, is, there, is there a physiological or biological reason for what we're seeing in another person? You know, the delusions, the hallucinations and that kind of thing. And then we move to, okay, is there a chemical reason for this? Okay, nope, it's more than that. And then you move towards, ah, there's something else going on with this person. There's something else going on, and, and, and that would be, could be, the influence of the demonic. So we start with prayer. Yeah. That doesn't work all by itself. Then we move to inner healing prayer and the Emmanuel prayer method. Okay. Okay. And still, still, and, and some people think that this is a long-term thing for to be free, okay. to have inner freedom. But then, and then it gets to a certain point where there there are people that that are I think gifted and anointed. Uh, that can actually then go from there. We have prayer rooms that we use yep. uh, so that people can have that inner healing yep. and inner freedom uh, from the, the demonic. Right. Uh, and then there's other people who actually are gifted, anointed, and empowered to deal with that. And so that, those are the levels at which you might deal with this. Yes. Yeah. If somebody's watching the show, you can go to our website, pastorstudy.org, and uh, look for the show called I think it's called spiritual warfare, but we had a, a guy that does deliverance ministry. Mm -hmm. And is there somebody that does it specifically for Teen Challenge, or is that? It, well, there, there's a there's a guy that um, we would refer to, and of course, it's totally up to the client if they could want to do that. Same, but could be the same uh, guy. it's totally yeah. up to uh, David Heinrich. Um, okay. You never heard it? Okay. No. Okay. So David 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 is actually I think quite gifted, powerful, and biblical okay. in the way he deals with okay. with uh, those spiritual All influences. Right. Yeah. And you know, one more thing, and then we'll we'll close with prayer. Um, Tim. What if somebody has a loved one who's just such a mess and they're wondering, do I do what they call an intervention or don't I? Can you, in one minute, tell us, what do you, how do you know if you need to do an intervention and what is that? Right, and so you bring multiple people together, you come up with a game plan ahead of time, you then, then start saying, this is what we're gonna say, we're gonna say we love you, uh, we support you, but we can't continue to support you in this way. Unless you get help, then this is what the consequence is gonna be and it's gotta be a firm consequence. And then you then help them to, to make that decision and then you drive them there. Uh, to get help into that treatment and make sure that they go in, that they get into the program from that point. So that's right. the basic process. Are you ever involved in that? Uh, I have been I, uh, I, I, with family. That would just tear my heart. I yeah. I'm glad I don't have to do that full time. Yeah. But some people are gifted at it. They uh, are. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you so much thank for being you, on today, Tom, everybody. Tom. And um, I just want to close. Maybe you're watching the show and you know you've got to start admitting you've got a problem. Can we just pray? Lord God, we want to pray for everyone watching this show. We all battle with sin, even if we've been Christians forever. Lord, we would pray for people that are struggling with food addiction, gambling addiction, pornography addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. Lord, somehow get us the help we need. Help us seek that help and not give up. But Lord, may we not keep doing what we're doing and getting what we're getting. May we, may we Lord Jesus, come to you honestly confessing our sins and then, Lord, lead us to the person or the group that you want us to, uh, to find to get, to get free. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we'll see you again next time at the pastor study.
Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.